This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. This week's podcast is a training montage of learning to never give up, no matter how many times a large topless man hits you in the head, because today's episode is all about Rocky, with podcaster and professional movie-talking guy Josh Tapia, a.k.a. JTE. As always, you also hear our co-producer, Sarah Meyer, interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles and seeing how they feel about Rocky. Do they love the movie? Do they hate it? Can they hum the theme? Do they think they could beat Sylvester Stallone in a fistfight? We will find out. But before we dive deep into the world of cinematic pugilism, it's time to answer a listener-submitted question about their personal obsession. I throw out requests for obsessions like this on my Facebook and Twitter, so if you have an obsession that you would like addressed by me, follow me on all the social medias as at Joseph Scrimshaw. This week, listener Patrick Funstein says... I'm obsessed with Earth history geology in imagining the process by which Laurentia, I think I'm saying that right, became North America. And my question, probably asked by many an obsessed person, says Patrick, is why doesn't anybody else give a rat's ass about my obsession? Then, in parenthetical, mine is probably easier to answer than most, though. Now, that is a great question, Patrick, and in order to address it, I first had to Google Laurentia because I thought it was either a hair care product or perhaps a libido-enhancing liqueur. But no, as always, Wikipedia told me the truth. The truth that Laurentia is a continental craton, I don't know if I'm saying that right, that forms a big chunk of what we now call the continent of North America. Which should be interesting, because, yeah... North America. Patrick, here's the thing that I've learned doing this podcast. Someone always shares your obsession, so there's certainly someone out there who's super into Laurentia. Uh, And even if they don't actually like the topic of your obsession, they can always relate to the way you obsess over your particular obsession. That said... I do understand that this is a hard obsession to just bring up at parties. It's not like you're saying, hey, did you see Saturday Night Live last weekend? You're saying, oh, I'm sorry, I kind of spaced out. I was daydreaming about the slow process of our continent's formation billions of years ago. You're literally trying to interest people in talking to you about very old things moving slowly. You might as well be talking about a 90-year-old trying to use Snapchat. I think people would be more interested in the topic if you could find the narrative hook. I mean, obviously, it is interesting. It's the tumultuous, traumatic forming of our Earth's very identity. That is fascinating. It's basically Earth's puberty. That's probably not scientifically accurate, but go with me on this. Instead of going to a party and saying, Hello, I'd like to speak with you about Laurentia, you could walk up to people at a party and say, Hey, let's get real about Earth's puberty. I admit that's creepy as hell, but also intriguing. Here's my other personal stumbling block for getting obsessed with something like the awesome forces of nature that fundamentally shape the very ground on which we walk. It makes me feel small. Now, I feel like I've maybe talked about this on the podcast before, but, you know, the podcast is called Obsessed, so fuck it. If I'm repeating myself, I'm just being on brand. Whenever I'm stressed, people tell me to just stop and marvel at how 
big the universe is, how I'm just a speck of random stardust that will be blown out of existence in a millisecond. So, you know, go look at the ocean, stare at the sky, think about two big supercontinents ramming into each other billions of years ago. It puts it all in perspective, right? Yes. It does. It makes me feel small and insignificant, which is what I was stressed out about in the first place. When I'm stressed, I don't want to stare at the stars or read up on Earth's puberty on Wikipedia. I only want to be surrounded by tiny things that I can crush or fit in my mouth, like chihuahuas or teacups or Snickers bars, fun size. I, I shouldn't have included chihuahuas in that list because I don't want to crush them or put them in my mouth, but I think my point is clear. Tiny things are good for my self-esteem. So, Patrick, while I may have my own personal ego issues about your obsession, and I think you might need to find a way to jazz it up, I'll always be interested in why you are obsessed with it. So to answer your question, yes, I do give a rat's ass about your obsession. I'm happy to give a rat's ass about your obsession because rats have very small asses, and that makes me feel important. Anyway, I uh, hope that was helpful for you, Patrick. It was a great question. Thank you so much. And speaking of helpful, here are some ways that you can help Obsessed Podcast be the very best podcast that it can be. First, you can become a backer on Patreon. For as little as one buck a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes, like the one we just released in which I interview John Roca about YouTube comments. For more info on becoming a patron, visit patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or... You can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. I love saying the word portal. Here's how it works. Just visit feralaudio.com, hit the Support Our Artists button, shop at amazon.com via our portal, and a small percentage of your purchase will go to Feral Audio. So just visit Feral, go through the portal, and buy whatever you need. Teacups, chihuahuas, dollhouses, my book, which is called Comedy of Doom, any tiny thing, your big ego desires. It doesn't matter. Whatever you buy it will help us out shows i do shows i've got a bunch of stand-up shows coming up in la more performances of our pop culture comedy game show head cannon at the nerd melt showroom and i'll be doing a live obsessed in san francisco at docs lab on june 22nd for info on all my shows visit josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows but for now Slap on your headphones, punch some meat, run as hard and as fast as you can up some steps, and enjoy JTE's obsession with the movie, the man, the phenomenon, Rocky. Obsessed. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a person who knows almost everything about films. Josh Tapia, JTE. Uh, nice. You just went with films overall. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with that. Yeah, man. Great to be on. JTE here. Josh Engineer. Ashmo's JTE. I'm just going to throw my Twitter out, even though you asked for it. <laughs> I'll ask for me. it later, but you yeah, can just throw it out at random throughout the podcast. Follow me, guys. At Schmo's JTE. I, I tweet about movies. Yeah. For the people who might not know you listening to this podcast, can you tell mm -hmm. people a little bit about who you are, what you do? Yeah, um, let's see, that's a long story. No, um, <laughs> you can start, you know, in the last couple of years, not with yeah, your birth or anything. Perfect. Uh, Josh, uh, JTE, or used to be JTI, from the Schmozno movie <laughs> show. About three years ago, I started with the Schmozno. I started at the same time as Ken, the producer, who was a producer back then, Ken Napsock, yeah. a mutual friend of ours. Um, and then, you know, over the years, I've been with them, and I've just in the last year, I've made the move over to Screen Junkies. 
where I'm now the chief engineer for the Screen Junkies Network, also known as SJ Plus. And I also do all their shows as far as like movie fights and basically whatever else they need me to do. Um, yeah, that's me, man. I'm all about movies. I also do Box Office Breakdown, which is a show I do for Popcorn Talk, where we cover the box office numbers every weekend. Yeah. And uh, I have my own little shows. I just started my own YouTube channel. Nice. Um, I have my own podcast called JT Movie Thinks, which I haven't really touched in about a month because I've been concentrating on my YouTube channel. Understandable. Uh, under- which is, yeah, understandable. I am going to get back to my podcast. I, I got to start getting more people on. Uh, but my YouTube channel, I just launched, same thing, JT Movie Thinks channel. Nice. Just look for the channel, JT Movie Thinks. I just reviewed Civil War, which cool. is coming out in a week. Yeah, and I don't want to hear a damn thing about uh, it. I will say nothing yeah. about it, but it's mainly movie reviews and just trailer reactions, and I have different guests. Good thing is I'm surrounded by so many cool, geeky like, Right, you're in the middle of all this. Yeah. yeah. It's like I just grab whoever I can and say, come shoot a five, ten minute video with me. And you love all movies. <clears throat> There's pretty much yeah. all genres, all brands, ever since you were young, and that's yeah. what propelled you forward of like, I want to be in this media talking world where mm-hmm. you're just obsessed with movies constantly yeah, and I can went... make money by being obsessed with movies. Yeah, I went to film school for college. Oh, cool. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like I really wanted to make movies. Uh, but man, that's a whole nother machine. Uh, it turns out it's easier just to talk about movies <laughs> and make money doing it. But which is great because I've been doing it my whole life. So yeah, I didn't know you could get paid for doing it. like back when I went to film school. This kind of stuff didn't exist. No, I know it's amazing. So it wasn't like this is something for me to go for. I was just wanting to make movies, and this just happened to be a byproduct of me coming out the middle of in L.A. and trying to make movies. Yeah, well, cool, cool, and I'm sure maybe you'll get back to making movies someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I got some short films I'd like to shoot. Cool. Well, your obsession that we're going to talk about <laughs> mm-hmm. is Rocky. Now, I know you like Sylvester Stallone in general. Of course. Um, but I was really interested to talk specifically about Rocky. I mean, that's his holy grail. Yeah. I mean, you, you and I have known each other for about a year, mm-hmm. and Rocky comes up almost, almost every time, every time well, I see you. You were on Jedi Alliance. <laughs> yeah. And my goal was to bring a Stallone question or <laughs> something into every episode that I sat by Jedi Alliance. Just because that's my goal in every show I do. I try to bring Sly up at least once. Okay, okay, cool. So I know you like Stallone in general, but we're going to focus a little bit on <coughs> uh, Rocky. Rocky. So mm-hmm. tell me about the first time you saw Rocky. How and why did it hook you? That's, it's tough to say the first time. Because like, when was the first time you opened your eyes? You don't really remember that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of, yeah. you always were able to see. So, as far as you can remember. Like, in your mind, you came out of the womb and Rocky was <laughs> yeah. running up those steps. Like, I don't, I know I was very young when I started watching Rocky, and I think my dad was definitely a fan of the films, but not to the point, not nowhere close to me. Okay. He just liked the movies. And I think I might have been the first time I watched it. I think the first one I actually saw was Rocky Two. Okay. And it was on TV. It was probably like one Saturday morning when I was a little kid. Yeah. And it was on some random cable channel back in the day. I didn't really fully. I just like the boxing fight. Okay. Like that boxing match at Dan Rocky Two is still one of the best boxing fights of all the series, and it wasn't until I got older and more mature that you know I started watching the other films. Okay. Uh, Rocky three and four are really the movies when you're a kid you really kind of attach to, because they're just they're so entertaining. They're yeah. Flashy. They're these you know they're just they're popcorn films. Right. You know what I mean? They're spectacle. They're, they're, it's, yeah, they're spectacle, which is. So for me, it was just like I was into that spectacle. It wasn't until I got a little bit older that I started going back and watch. Oh, that's why I should watch the first one. <laughs> then as a little kid, you watch the first one. It's not. It's nothing like three or four. You know, there's very little boxing. Very little boxing. It's a love story. It's about a character. And so as you're, you know, it took me a while to really fully appreciate the series 
Because when I really did first fall in love with it, it was just a spectacle of basically Rocky IV. I think that's the one I watched the most growing up as a little kid. Yeah, in Rocky IV is the one where Rocky tries to punch communism in the face, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> of course. And he does it. He does. He <laughs> succeeds. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly when, like, I just remember my dad coming home from work. My dad was a mechanic. Okay. And coming home from work... I, he usually got home around five. I'd get home from school around two thirty-three. Okay. And I would always just put my Rocky Four VHS in and watch it like. So I, you watched it repeatedly. I watch it all the time, and then my dad would come home, and he'd come through the garage, and we had like a basement with a TV room. Uh huh. He'd walk in, you know, grease all greasy, like from working all day, and he'd look at the TV, and I'd be sitting in front of him, watch Rocky Four, and my dad'd be like, "You're watching this again?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." I can't get enough I, of I it. Can't, I, I, can't, I just he's punching communism. Yeah, I mean, it was just like everything about it was just like I was something about it just like God smacked me. Yeah, God smacked me. And yeah, so I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to think when I really started watching the first one. I mean, as I always love movies, it wasn't just Rocky. Obviously, yeah. Rocky now, was your, was, a big was your dad or your mom or both of them were they movie people? Were they like, hey, JT or no, Josh, you got to see this? Not really. Uh, my parents t- t- they told me afterwards they used to go to movies all the time, like growing up. Like they would go every weekend, but I never saw that because okay. once they had the kid, that all went away. Right. Um, I just something from an early age. I just love watching TV, and when you're watching TV, you know the movies would be on TV. And it's not like you were lonely, right? Because you had parents around who like yeah. cared about you. Because like a decent amount of people around our age. Just their their parents weren't around, so you just mm-hmm. get dumped in front of cable, yeah. and people became obsessed with movies because like <laughs> there's no yeah. one around. But it sounds like you had a solid family around, yep. and you were still like, no, I just really need to see Rocky on the <laughs> daily. Yeah, pretty much. I I do remember my mom being or my dad being like, you should go out more. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, am I gonna is Stallone fighting Ivan Drago outside right now? Because <laughs> unless he's, unless there's an epic you know clash of you know society and fist meeting where else am i gonna get this <laughs> from a very early age i was brought in i just love the spectacle and the sweeping emotions that film brought to me yeah um because you couldn't really get that anywhere else unless you were a sports i mean i the reason why i like sports like i, I love sports i love football because you get that dramatic moments right but at that young age i wasn't a sport so i got them from my movies from movies like back to the future indiana jones um lethal weapons i love lethal weapons okay like, there were things in those movies that I would just get an adrenaline rush from. Cool. And it's like a drug, I guess. Rocky Four was a drug. So did you? So you were drugged by Rocky Four. Yep. Did you ever consider becoming a boxer yourself, and following in Rocky's footsteps? N- not really. That's you'd think that, right? Yeah. Did it ever even occur to you? Not really. I'm not a violent person, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> um, I've, I'm not a much what you would call someone that wants to ever really fight. I've been very few fights in my life. I'm not an aggressive person. Um, I don't like pain. (laughs) Uh, Do you like gain? I do like gain. That's a different kind of No pain, no gain. True, but... That's that's what they say. You can't grow muscles by getting punched in the face. (laughs) That's a different kind of pain. Yeah. So, like... Internal muscles. I think part of it also was seeing Stallone in Rocky IV with, like, his abs had abs. Yeah. Like, he he had more than a six-pack. He had muscles I never knew belonged... I mean, human body were being... Yeah, uh, he had, like, a little six-pack yeah. and then, like, little Bud Light minis in there, too, yeah. Part of it was, he was, like, Sloan was kind of like my childhood hero. Like, he was something that 
I can never be. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can never be in that kind of shape. Like to me, that's like, I have a better shot of flying to Mars. Like (laughs) I, and I understood that at a younger age. I, the, yet there was never like some people watch movie like Pumping Iron with Arnold. Yeah, and they get you know I'm gonna go left. I'm I want to do be that. A, yeah, I knew very much so that it was a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. I understood like what he does is not something everybody could do. So did you relate to his spirit then, or did you <clears throat> take that idea? I mean, because so many it's certainly in the original movie, and I assume it's in all the Rockies yeah. that idea of. He might not even be the best, but he's going to be indomitable. He's going to not stop. He has this sure. great fighting spirit, even when he can't win the fight. Yeah, Rocky Four and Rocky One are totally two, two different Rockies. Yeah, Rocky One's a you know he's not in the best shape. He's in decent shape. It's more of a story about a guy, a bum from the street. Yeah, Rocky Four, he's a superhero. Okay, he, he's Superman. <laughs> okay, so you grew up a little bit more with the Superman, but did you yeah. did you attach that spirit eventually of saying I can't ever physically fight like that mm-hmm. i can't have 18 pack abs yeah but i can have that spirit of like i'm never ever gonna stop yeah or were you like nope that's impossible too. screw it no it's funny because i'm trying to think for me it was literally like watching a superhero yeah it was like watching like i said superman or like captain america you're watching captain america these days and civil war and winter soldier for me it was just like watching um yeah i i'm not quite sure say what i took out of it like yeah later down the road when i started watching the first rocky movies uh it got more to me is like i always love movies that have great characters mm-hmm. um i love characters that you not only do you like but you get to know stallone is in almost every frame of the first rocky first two Rocky yeah. movies this is it's a character study first and foremost yeah you get to know this guy um and i love movies where you you're just with one character uh, throughout the whole film, like another recent film called The Wrestler, Mickey Rourke, I love that movie because you're with this guy the whole step, and by the end of the movie, you're with him. You're in the ring with him because you're just like, I know this guy so well. So you feel like you're kind of living inside him. <clears throat> kind of, yeah, in a way, definitely. Whereas, like, that's why, like, on the schmoes, and you are a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Okay? Ken's a big Star Wars fan. The reason why I like Rocky movie more than I like... The Star Wars movies, because Star Wars movies, their characters, to me, they're, they're just that. They're characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han Solo. I know nothing about this guy. What? I'm just saying. Okay. I know nothing about well, Han Solo except for that he's a scoundrel who's <laughs> a smart talker. If the microphones weren't on this table, yeah, I would yeah. flip it. I'm just saying. Luke is just, you know, he's a character of this guy. He's the good guy who's learning to be a hero. But, like, you don't know. They're making a movie about Han Solo to tell you about his past because we don't know nothing about him. Yes, we do. <clears throat> what I'm talking about, just from the movies. Just from the movies. Yeah. Just yeah. No, the... and I'm not talking about oh the uh, the, yeah. the stripes on his what pants are curly about... and blood stripes. I'm talking about. Just... What do you know about Han Solo just from that first Star Wars movie? Besides that, he's a scoundrel that, that is helping out this kid. It is is his character that he is somebody who has clearly been wounded by the past, doesn't want to trust anybody, and is resisting his own heart of gold. Okay. He has a <laughs> sense of humor. He has big high flutin ideas about what he can accomplish and then immediately doubts himself. He keeps coming up with plans. He's like, yeah, I got this. No, I don't. I think you're giving way more credit to that character than what's actually no. put onto the screen. Because when I watch that movie, I'm like, yeah, Han Solo, 
great guy, smarty, ugly, entertainment value. He's just never one, there's not really one dramatic moment. I think this Stone. is what you learned from Rocky <clears throat> is the fighting spirit about movies to okay. fight your perspective on movies. <laughs> because I feel like I am blocking these yeah. vicious Han Solo body blows, and I just want to punch you in the face back about Han Solo. <laughs> Here's the thing is like with Rocky, you learn you're with this guy in his house. He takes in the very first scene of one of the Rockies, he takes a picture of himself as a kid. And there's this moment of self-reflection, like, where, look where I was when I was a child. Look what I am today. Yeah. He's disgraced by himself. And so when you're watching the whole movie and you're finding all these little characteristics about him, like his father and how his parents treated him, I know not, I can't see anything like that about Han Solo. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like what you're, what I think you're saying it's is, character like, development. These, these are, well, they're very different movies. Yeah, of course. The character I development of, yes. of Star Wars uh-huh. is supposed to be, the elegance is in, finding the truth in these incredibly broad strokes. Yes. And I Rocky is the original Rocky movie. I yeah. just rewatched it and it is like the finest brushwork. Yes. Every little scene and, is just a little more development of I this perspective and they're different movies. I understand that's what I'm saying is like yeah. cuz they're different movies, I like these movies more than those movies. Got it. I like the movies where I really get to get into the soul of the character. Yeah. I know everything about them. I mean, especially Rocky since we're talking about the series, this is Sloan's played this one character for 40 years. There's not many movies like that, that yeah. where we get to see one character not only change with the time period, but like just how the character, like his whole life. Yes. We get to see. Uh, you you kind of got that with uh, Force Awakens and Han Solo. It was cool to see some, like, you know. Yeah. But there's still, I would, I don't want to get the whole Force Awakens thing here, but <laughs> there was a lot more character development I would have liked between Han Solo and. Kylo Ren before you just, we got that scene. Here, here's here's my big swing mm-hmm. where I'm going to try to cold cock okay. you on Star Wars. Like, you, you're you're having that film criticism of, I wish it was an entirely different film. What do you mean? You're talking about Force Awakens? Yeah, or Star Wars. And then we'll get back to Rocky. No, no. Yeah, I'm just saying these are some of the reasons why I like these mo- okay. I like character movies more than I like... I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm not trying to come off like a Star Wars okay. I'm just saying, like, it's for me, I have trouble processing how you could... I got to say, loving a Star Wars movie... Yeah, but how do you love that character when you don't know that much about him? When everything seems to be very much on the very surface. Yeah, and I guess for me, I do. I see. I see little doors that say, mm-hmm. "In here is the rest of all of these ideas." Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna show them to you. Yeah, like that's, that's <laughs> and that's it. Like Star Wars is walking through a house and doors open, and you go, "Oh, I can see in there where the rest of Luke is, and where the rest of Han is, and right. where the rest of Vader is." Whereas like Rock is just like you're locked in a room. Just his room. Yeah. There's nothing else. It's a bottle episode of a movie. Gotcha. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like there is character development, but it's just done in such a different way. Yeah. That, yeah I guess. In, well, I want, I want to get back to how Rocky affects you. Okay. You mm-hmm. mentioned that you have been in physical fights a couple times in your life. Yeah. Like, I imagine, like, just, yeah, grade school, playground stuff. Playground, exactly. Did you instigate it or did somebody else instigate it? Because I know um, you're not a violent person. Yeah, almost never instigated. Maybe... I might have escaped someone like it's funny. I always remember the fights, but I never really remember how they start. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember just being on the ground, you know, throwing punches and going at it, but I barely ever remember how they exactly started. What I want to know is, did you ever think of Rocky in those moments where, whether you wanted to be in a fight or not, oh. now you're you're mad, you're angry, other people no. are watching, fists are swinging, and do you think like, <clears throat> I need to remember Rocky's moves? I re- need to remember his footwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything like that? No, because there were never those kind of fights. Like I've never been to like you know fisticuffs, face to face, like you know. 
wait and throw a jab kind of punch. Yeah. It's, it was more animalistic. Okay. <laughs> I, I was thinking more of like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. How am I going to rip this guy's throat out? <laughs> it was never like, you know, I always imagined though, but I always did think of myself, man, if I ever got into like a boxing ring yeah. and fought somebody, I would love to just see if any of those Rocky movie things apply at all. Like yeah. anything I've watched from all those movies would work. Like I like, I've always kind of tricked myself thinking I might be okay in a boxing ring, but in reality I'd probably be horrible. Yeah. You've talked a little bit about how the Rocky movies change over time. The first one mm-hmm. is this detailed character study. Yep. Then it gets into superheroes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I assume, and I think I've heard you say that, as an adult, you appreciate how great the first Rocky movie oh, is. Oh, the first one's right? the best. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. If you could go back in time and you could make Rocky sequels, would you, what would you do? Would you let it move into superhero territory? Or oh. would you try to keep it closer to that to small character two? study? I don't know, because the movies are such a great reflection of the time that they're made. Yeah. Those first two Rocky movies were made in the 70s, and they look like, what were the 70s? The 70s were all about character piece art type movies. Yeah. Like Taxi Driver and Serpico. Like, they're lots, that's what they were, a French connection. There were examinations of one person, and just had that 70s style to it. So I love those first two movies for being that. And then I love three and four because they're so 80s. I, mean, I they, love Mr. T. Like cartoons, love, yeah, right? They are cartoony, but I love that we get both in this series. You get those first two where you can just kind of be like, boom, let's get that character study. <laughs> now that I know that character back and forward, let's take it to, you know, this comic book almost area, this, you know, cartoon area. Uh, Rocky three is fantastic entertainment. Yeah. Um, and it actually, there are some good moments in Rocky. Rocky three is the closest we'll get to getting both. Okay. Four is full-on cartoon, 80s craziness. So, yeah, when you re-examine it as an adult and you get to Rocky Four, do you still love it? Or do you believe, I still like, who, who's that guy? That's not Rocky. It is funny. Like, the first, if you watch Rocky One and go right to Rocky Four, it's, it's, it would, if, like, you didn't watch any of the ones in between, yeah. you'd be like, whoa, what the, what, what what the, the hell happened? happened? Yeah. And then he kind of goes back to it in Rocky Five and Six. But Five is just... It's like they put so much icing that you can't really see the cake. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much icing on there. That you're, you're, it's so good. You, you don't care that it's not quite the Rocky that you had in the first two films because every single minute is a montage. <laughs> they, don't let, they don't give you a minute to like sit back and be like, wait, oh, no. Okay, wait. Well, oh, we're running up mountains now. We're chopping down trees. So it's <laughs> he, tough He invented to CrossFit in Rocky Four, didn't he? He really did. That um, bastard. I love Rocky Four for what it is. And then Rocky Five is kind of a mistake of the series. It was that it came out in 1990, which was that weird transition where we're still in the 80s, where 80s stuff is still popping set in. Yeah, but the 90s grit is starting to come in there also. I think if Rocky Five was made like a 94, it might have been better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, I think in a little bit more idea. of the like art house influence yeah. of the 90s in there because it feels like it's trying to be art house but doesn't know how. Exactly, it's like art house with maybe. <clears throat> Some cranial damage from being punched too much. Yeah, and then Rocky Balboa was like, you know, I think a throwback to the first film, first two films. That seems like Sly basically just being like, I'm sick of being sort of mocked. Yeah, I'm gonna get Rocky... back to my roots and show you fuckers exactly. what I can do. And he really just wanted to make up for Rocky Five. He didn't want to end the series that way. Um, and then Creed was phenomenal. Uh, Ryan Coogler did such a great job. Uh, but yeah, so like for me, I love that each film. Is a because we're growing with this character. Like I said, this is a Rocky character we've seen over forty years. Yeah, there's not. I can't think of another movie where we revisited one actor in one role. Can you think of one? No, not like that. Uh, no. So like, it's great to see him in the seventies. It's great to see him in the eighties. It's great to see him a little bit in the nineties and the two thousands. You go back. You ask your parents to look in their yearbook. 
see what they looked like in eighties compared to they did in seventies. <laughs> They're gonna look a lot different. Yeah. They're yeah. gonna be a lot different too, probably. So when he didn't win the supporting Oscar for Creed, yeah. How upset were you? Did like tears? It was pretty, no, it wasn't tears. It was it was it, he it felt like he was robbed. If you watch uh screen if you have Screen Junkies Plus, we did a live watch along Oscars and they actually you don't even need to go to YouTube and go on Screen Junkies Oscars or they they do a thing after the Oscars. Mm-hmm. They give awards for like best stuff that happens in the Oscars and there's a video of me reacting to when Stallone <laughs> lost. Did and you flip out? It, 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 I just at first I just looked in shock cuz I was shocked. And then I uh, I believe I yelled America's dead <laughs> about 3 times. <laughs> and then I continued to punch the couch pillow for about And this is all This wasn't you weren't trying to be entertaining. This was actual oh, rage. Oh, it was rage. I everyone thought he won. Everyone thought he had a won. It's like as a Stallone fan. Yeah. You that's a part of your yeah, identity, that's right? A part that's of my part of identity. who you are. There's a lot of people give Stallone shit, yeah. especially in the film community. Like, oh, Stallone's a joke. Oh, Stallone's not a good He's actor. He's a mumbling ape is the way people – that was the joke of him in the 80s yeah. at the height of the superhero. In, in the 90s. Like, I'd watch cartoons like Simpsons or shows like The Critic. Yeah. With John Lovett, I used to love. They would just take shots at Stallone. Yeah. And as a Stallone fan, you get it. Yeah, he has always made the right choices. But it's almost like we want that validation of that Oscar to be like – yeah, see? Yeah. He's an amazing actor. <laughs> <laughs> so when he didn't win, it just felt like a kick in the balls. Because a lot of times the Oscars feels like they're giving these awards. They've done it to other actors. So they're almost like sometimes they'll give Lifetime Achievement Awards. Like, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm at both sides. I think he gave the best performance that year. Okay. And out of that, who was nominated. Now, you throw in someone like Del Toro from uh, Benito Del Toro from Sicario or even Idris Alba from Beast No Nation. Those guys were amazing. Yeah. Like, I could have maybe lived with him losing to one of these guys. Yeah. But those two weren't even nominated. Yeah. And the people that were nominated, if I was like, if he's going to lose, I'd rather lose. I, I, if you lost to Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, I'd be able to stomach it a little bit better. Yeah. Literally, Mark Rylance is such, to me, he did not give a great performance in that movie. I say this before, this is no sly prejudice. Yeah. I watched that movie. First of all, the movie's eh. It's okay. Which it's, movie is it? Bridge of Spies. Right. Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, and Mark Rylance. Like, there's not one. There's not one scene where I'm like, "That's Oscar worthy." I'm when sure I, it's good, but I don't think there's any. It didn't seem to me from the outside that there's any spark to it. Whereas, you know, the talent to play this character, like you said, that mm-hmm. we've known for 40 years. Yes. And how's he different? That's like a lot of <clears throat> shading. You know, that's a yeah. lot of. It's like you're able to give this guy an award for playing this character for 40 years. Like that doesn't come very often. Also. I, you know when I knew I was a little bit – there might be a chance he wasn't going to get it? When they show the clips for the Oscars. Yeah. They showed a clip Stallone did in a movie that is not the Oscar moment. Oh, okay. There's a, his Oscar moment was in the locker room when he's telling Adonis, like, you know, he's given up. That's a scene – like, that's a hands-down Oscar scene. Yeah. And when they showed the clips from the movies right when they're about to announce, uh-huh. they showed this clip where he just gives this little – he's talking to Adonis. I was like, why wouldn't they show the Oscar when they're seen? <laughs> I was like – and then and then I was like, oh, shit, they better not – Give this, and then they said Mark Rylance, and I was just and like, you you lost it. Yeah, I lost is a it. not a violent person. You screamed yeah. and you punched the couch. Yeah, America is dead. <laughs> um, also, part of me is like Spielberg. I I don't want to say this is like Hollywood politics, but this guy, he he has a movie. It's and it's getting nominated for a bunch of stuff. It's going to win something. It's got to win something. He's got right? enough power, Hollywood. Where he's like, I'm not leaving here empty-handed. <laughs> he's telling his people, make sure you know, make we sure win something. something. Okay. Make sure something wins out of Spielberg. So you movie. you have a conspiracy theory that Spielberg <laughs> basically punched 
the Oscar right out of Stallone's hands. Pretty much, uh, yeah, uppercut right down the middle <laughs> and said, Mark Ryans is going to win. Now, yeah. people told me, like, but he's such an amazing stage actor for all these years. Yeah, like, maybe they gave him to great. that because, like, this ain't the, this ain't the Tonys. Yeah. I don't want to hear that crap. <laughs> I've seen this guy in one movie. It's called Bridge of Spies. Yeah. And he gave a mediocre performance in my – he did fine for what the – here's the thing. He did fine for the role that he yeah. had to do, but nothing in that role asked him to do too much. Interesting. He's one note the whole movie. Now, if now I'm not did... the only one that says this. There's a lot of other people who agree with me. Alicia Malone agrees <laughs> with me. Andy Signore agrees with me. Like, he doesn't give that great performance. Like, if he lost to Mark Ruffalo, spotlight. Mark Ruffalo had that moment where he, he had that Oscar moment. Yeah. It's, it was in the scene where he's like, gives that, he goes off. And I'm just like, Mark Rylance? Now, if you could sit down with Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. and maybe have a drink. Oh, my God. After the Oscar <clears> loss. <throat> uh huh. What would you want? What would you ask him? Or after the Oscar, okay, let me just say. You could sit down with him after the Oscar loss, or maybe a couple months from now. What do you want to talk to your hero about? Let me say this. I've met him once. Oh, nice. Tell me about um, that. American Film Institute in Hollywood a couple years ago did this one night of 30 of uh, stars. Okay. Where they would show at Arclight Cinema in Hollywood, they would show about 12 movies. One of the actors from each movie would introduce it, but they all played at the same time one night. So you had to pick which one. And the night I picked, they had Shawshank being introduced by Morgan Freeman, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. Introduced by Jack Nicholson, and then they had Rocky introduced by Sloan. So I got my ticket, showed up there, he came in, gave a little speech beforehand. We're told, do not ask for any autographs, you know, don't do any of that stuff. He's going to yeah. come in, he told us a story about the making of the movie, Tally Shire came up, Adrian nice. talked a little bit. And then as he was leaving, a couple of people brought like Rocky memorabilia and actually got up and asked him to sign it, even though they weren't supposed to. Yeah. And as they were doing that, they were starting to bring the lights down. So I said, this is my, this is my chance. Yeah. So I jumped out of my seat, ran down there. Lights were going down. I could barely see him. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm fighting cold. And he looked at me like he wanted to sign something. Oh, really? Because he, he, everyone was coming up with stuff to sign. Even though they weren't supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I have nothing to sign. I just want to shake your hand. Thank you. Been a huge fan. He shook my hand, said thank you, walked out the door. Wow. So you shook his hand yep. and told him he meant the world to you. So if you could have more quality time with him, is there anything that you would want to ask him about? Oh, man. Would you ask him for <clears throat> advice? It's tough. Part of me is always like, you always hear that phrase, never meet your heroes. Yeah. Never meet your heroes. And part of me is a little scared of meeting him. I, I hear he's a nice guy. Everyone I know who's met him has told me nothing but positive things. <laughs> But part of me is like, which is there's that one part of me that's really worried that if I ever met him, I don't know, maybe I he'd come off as an asshole yeah. to me or something. If you <laughs> sat down with him after the Oscars and he was just like, "Fuck Mark Rylance, fuck that guy," <laughs> like, "Yeah, man, fuck that guy." Would you be bummed out? Would be like, "No, Rocky, I'd be like, come like, on, I'd lose like, like a champ." I'm like, "No, fuck that guy." <laughs> I was like, "You should have won." His brother Frank Stallone did it for him. He went on a t- Twitter tirade and was just like swearing up the Academy, and I was like, "Hell yeah, Frank." Tell those mother efforts. Nice. Stallone was like, sorry, my brother loves me a lot. Had to apologize for him. <laughs> but I think we all know he was speaking the truth. I would just sit down and be like, I would, here's the thing. I wouldn't talk about Rocky. Let's talk about over the top. Let's talk about Tango and <laughs> Cash. famous arm wrestling yeah, movie. Let's talk about Fist. One of his first films we made after um, Rocky, directed by Norman Jewison, which is like a movie basically about Jimmy Hoffa, but they named him a different character. Okay. A really good film by Stallone. It takes over like 20 years. Like he even has, by the end of the movie, he's an old makeup. It's a really good movie that cool. a lot of people don't know about. Um, I would love to just talk to him about like some of the smaller films that he made. 
that probably most people don't want to really, you know, lock up. I love lock up. Okay, so you would ask him about all the <clears throat> things. Yeah, I would get the real geeky movies. with it. Nice, nice. You were mentioning earlier uh, training montages and how central that is uh, to course. Rocky. I think the first Rocky is probably one of the movies that really got the training montage aesthetic <laughs> yeah. rolling. Yes. If there was a training montage that mm-hmm. showed the world how you became JT, mm-hmm. what, what's your training montage? Very similar to the uh, montage from Rocky IV. Uh, no easy way out. Okay. <laughs> that started with the cars, like, you know, turning on. It'd be me, like, you know, unlocking my bicycle from its <laughs> lock. The wheels, like, turning through the sand. And I lived about three blocks from Blockbuster. Okay. <clears throat> and my mom made it so I could rent any movie I wanted, as long as I didn't have, like, a lot of nudity. Okay. So I could rent radar movies. And I would go through. It would be basically a montage of me going through Blockbuster, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> VHS going in and out dun, of the tape. Dun, <clears throat> the dun, glow dun, of the screen dun, on my face. Dun, running dun. through the aisles, you know, one or one. Then eventually fighting somebody for the last copy of... Batman Forever. <laughs> it would be pretty epic. Did that actually happen? Did you no. throw, throw some punches to get your hands on Batman Forever fought, on VHS? But there was definitely some like mad dashes. Like, you know, the scene in Rocky Three where they're running across the beach, running yeah. down the beach? I've had some runs towards the last copy before. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. I used to go into Blockbuster VHS days. And back then, if you won an Oscar, there would be a little Oscar logo in the corner of your VHS. Oh, nice. I would just go through the sections of Blockbuster, the genres. Yeah. And I would just look for those Oscars in the corner. So that's a great montage. You're like, Oscar movie. Oscar movie. Oscar movie. Howard the Duck for the 50th time. (laughs) Oscar movie. Oscar movie. So I rented a lot of bad shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know it was bad back then because I was a kid. Cool. So I feel like, for me, I just rewatched the first Rocky. It is a character study. But I think... Like thematically, it comes down to inspiration, to mm-hmm. that desire to just prove in any way that you can. It's not even that he loves boxing. Yeah. He just wants to prove <clears throat> mm-hmm. he's not a bum. He wants to prove that he can yeah. do something. So now I know I know you got a cold going. Yeah, I'm trying. But I'm going to ask you to do something. See if, okay, see if you can I'll do try. It. I want to see if you can give me an inspirational speech. Okay. Like Burgess Meredith. You don't have to do a Burgess Meredith impression. Does that like be Burgess inspiring. Meredith one? Or could it no. be Duke, like Rocky IV? Just that spirit of inspiration. <clears throat> what are you about to do? I need a situation. I <clears throat> need to exercise later today. I don't okay. want to. Every day it's a daily okay. battle to just do like like mm-hmm. 50 push-ups. Like not get eight-pack, uh, six-pack abs. Okay. Inspire me to do yeah, maintenance exercise. <laughs> Got you. Maintenance exercise. Yeah. And you're having trouble. You don't want to get out of the couch. You're watching Doctor Who season 10. That's right. Well, season 10 hasn't come out yet, so <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm time traveling. How many seasons are there? There's not 10 season seasons. Season 10 of the new series hasn't oh, come out yet. Oh, well, I'll talk about the old ones. Yeah. You got them over here in your yeah, show. Yeah, I'm watching Seeds of Doom. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's season 24 of Doctor Who. Um, all right, so you, you need to get up and... Yeah, I'm watching just... Doctor Who, but I need to do my exercises. Okay. And, and I, I just don't in... want to. I don't believe in myself. I come in the door. Yeah. I'm I'm one of these guys who gets off and watching other people exercise. <laughs> That's right. Because it makes me feel better because I don't exercise. You want to be included yeah. in the montage somehow. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, let's go. I got to watch you exercise. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to go? I don't want to do it. Yeah. What do you say to me? How do you, <clears throat> how do you convince me to be the best version of myself? All right. There's two ways to go at this. I get like in your face or do I just give you like a Burgess Meredith type speech? What was the last time you worked out before this? Uh, like in reality? Yes. Uh, two days ago. Two days ago. So I've been trying right. to do just a few like push-ups <clears throat> or curls every day, and I keep falling off the wagon. All right. So I'm like 
Joe, get up. You got to go do your exercise. Come on. Okay, so first I'm motivated because it's Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) So right away I'm pissed. I'm trying to get you mad. I know. It's great. It's great. It's perfect. Right away I'm pissed. Like, Like, God damn it. So yeah, that gets me off the couch. I'm pissed. I'm like, no, it's Joseph. And I'm off the couch. Do you want to be a Joe? Are you going to be a Joseph? I'm a Joseph. Because Joseph would have got up and he would have fought this hard. (laughs) He would have got up and he would have ran through him like a big Italian tank. (laughs) A greasy, strong Italian tank. (laughs) Joe's going to sit here and he's going to eat Cheetos. He's going to watch Doctor Who all day. Are you going to be a Joe or are you going to be a Joseph? I'm going to be a Joseph. You're going to crap thunder (laughs) and eat. Lightning. <laughs> In that order? Don't you question me. <laughs> He's like, maybe you knew it. Maybe if you were exercising, you know what the hell I'm talking about. All right. So I'm going to eat. I'm going to crap the thunder, eat the lightning. Mm-hmm. Any other weather phenomenon going into or out of my body? You're going to be a tornado sit ups. <laughs> <laughs> Your hurricane level five. Is it Ludwigo levels? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's tough. I don't know what else I would say. That's good. It's tough. The, my cold is adding to the grizzly voice a little bit. <laughs> You're burgessing <clears throat> yourself yeah. very, very well. Joseph, I knew would have fought, got up and fought this guy hard. Like you done before. That's, I'm just quoting Burgess Meredith now. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> I good. I can't do it. I, Burgess Meredith, here's another thing about the Rocky movie, especially the first one. You forget that everyone in that cast is phenomenal. Yeah. From Apollo to you know Burgess Meredith's Mickey to Pauly to Adrian – to even this, like the promoters, even that turtle rocks it. Yeah, I mean, even the bartender. I mean, everyone in that movie is just. I think almost everyone got nominated for a supporting actor. Yeah, in that movie, it's amazing. Here's my last question for you in this segment. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If someone watched nothing but Rocky movies for 24 hours straight, what yeah. would it do to them? It would motivate them. I think it would be like, um, it's kind of a drug, and I'll tell you why. Um, I saw Creed last year. There's not many movies that I've seen, and I go to movies a lot. Yeah. Joseph. <laughs> I go all the time. I, I can't think of many movies that give you the same feeling as a Rocky movie. Um, Avengers. Yeah, there's a moment where all the heroes are fighting. You're like, yeah. Yeah. There's a moment um, in you know, Mad Max Fury Road where I was just blown away. I was like, this is so cool. But there's very few movies that you want to cheer a character on, and I think it has something to do with this sport of boxing. Yeah. But – when spoilers for Vincent Creed, when St- Rocky is saying to him, you know, and you have all this history of this character, and the first time those Rocky tunes hit, and Creed goes, bam, 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 bam. like there's yeah. something that you just get this adrenaline rush, and you're like, ah, you want to stand up in the theater. I remember being in the theater, people clapping, cheering. I can't remember, and you, everyone in that moment is cheering for the same reason. Yeah, it's there's not many movies that give you that kind of like. Feeling, I can't think of another yeah. movie that gives you that kind of joy, enjoyment, and like it's almost like a sporting event. Yeah, like, it feels like everything is that <laughs> in that first moment when he makes it up the stairs and yes. that music hits, <clears throat> and it should be cheesy, but it's just like, nope, life yeah. is hard. He's a bum, <clears throat> but he made it up those stairs. Yeah, it, it, there's just not enough movies that do that t- these days. Like yeah. movies like Rudy is the one that I love. Rudy, but you're more crying than cheering by the end of that movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's not many movies I can think of. That have the same kind of feeling that a Rocky movie gives you. That's why, like, I wish I could go back in time and see Rocky Four when it first came out. Those theaters must must have just been. It's the closest I think of what you get to seeing like WrestleMania live. Yeah. Like you know, everyone's at everyone. You feel energy in the room. You know, Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan. They talk about being in the middle of that ring. Yeah. Just feeling all that energy. 
Like for me, that's what seeing those Rocky movies must have been like being in the theater, watching those final fights. The energy in the room is just palpable. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's many movies that could pull off that kind of movie magic. Have you seen the movie Rocky? No. Do you know what it's about? Yes. I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. What's it about? Uh, A boxer and his training, and that's about it. And then he, like, wins in the end, I think. The first one, at least. (laughs) I have seen the movie Rocky. I saw the original Rocky movie, and I think I've seen every sequel. I'm 56. When Rocky came out, I was 16. And, you know, people don't really have the perspective now of, like, what an, an event movie that was. I mean, it was... People were sort of remember that Star Wars and Jaws were event movies. But really, back in the 70s, I mean, Rocky was the other event movie that, you know, people went to that movie and they felt like they were at that boxing match. What would your nicknames be if you were boxers? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. New Kid on the Block. Why is that? Because my last name is Block, so to plan words. If you were a boxer, what would your nickname be? Slugger. You answered that pretty quickly. Why, why Slugger? Just because I, I don't mind a sort of a direct, crude approach. Like, one shot and it's all over. Why, why draw the fight out? What's the hardest you've ever trained for something in your life? Uh, well, I've, I used to pole vault in high school, so I trained pretty hard for that. And there's, like, unique training because there's, like, different exercises you have to do. What's the weirdest exercise? Um, I don't know the name of it. I could kind of show. It's like kind of like some high knee things, and then you like kick your foot out. And can you describe what he's doing for the podcast listeners? No, I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's doing. What about you? What's the hardest you've ever trained for anything? Played lacrosse in high school, so I ran a lot. Somebody just called you Big Guy, but what's your name? My name is Ram. And tell me where we are right now. We at JFM Boxing Club. I've seen Rocky a million times. Each and every one of them. The first time I actually saw people fighting was Rocky. I was young, young, very young. Do you think that triggered something in you? I definitely think so. I used to do the training regiments and all of that. And I was like four and five. I was copying the movements and all of that. Were you running up and down steps? You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't live in Philly, but I was doing like the sit-ups and the, you know, the push-ups and all that. I tried to do the one-hand push-ups and everything. I, I didn't find a meat locker, though, no. So what would you punch? Uh, you know, my bed and uh, people. <laughs> Some people I shouldn't have punched. <laughs> His nickname's the Italian Stallion, right? What would your nickname be if you were in that kind of movie? Or what is your nickname? My nickname is Certified Damager. Whatever I do, like, I, I kill it, basically. I do, very, do it very well, do it very strong, aggressive, powerful. So what does that feel like? When you're, when you're in that ring and you're doing it, what does it feel like? Um, you know what? It's very surreal. I don't know if I could really put it into words, but it's just something that you just really just feel it. It's the hundredth power. I can't lie. I love to train people who never really box and then just watch them grow you know I love it what kind of mentality does it take to become a boxer I guess it, it I don't want to say I'm gonna say animalistic mentality but you have to have a certain level of uh of uh ferociousness I guess you know in, in you something that you turn on and something that you walk around with all the time but something that you can kind of turn on and it's something that you want to feed Can you hum the Rocky theme song? Gotta fly now. Gotta fly. I, mean, I don't really know the words. That's about it. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So you can oh, answer shit. these any way that you like. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Do you think about Rocky every day? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I That's a funny question. No one's ever asked me that before. I don't think there's a – especially now. You know why I'll say that is because before I was JTE. I yeah. was just Josh. <laughs> and I was just like all my friends know how much I love Rocky. Yeah. Um, all my, you know, family knows how much I love Rocky. It's well known across my family and my friends how much of a Rocky Stallone slash Stallone fan I am. Yeah. But once I started becoming entrepreneurs, no. And what you love seeps into the show. Right. So now like anything Rocky anything Rocky related gets brought tweeted at me now. Anything right. Stallone related gets tweeted at me. Um and when Stallone when Stallone won his Golden Globe. My phone blew up. <laughs> I had tweets pouring in. Like, I won. Yeah, like it felt like your yeah. victory, right? Like, you are the Italian stallion I, now. So, it's like now, more than ever, it's just part of my daily life, and I love it. Cool. Have you ever had a dream about Rocky? I had dreams uh, about going to see Rocky Balboa before it came out. The movie Rocky Balboa, and that was Be- like 2006? 2006, yes. Um, because so, you were an adult. You got to understand, as a kid... The Rocky movies, I think I might have saw five in the theater, but I was so young, I don't remember. Okay. I think my dad told me he took me to Rocky Five, but I honestly don't remember. One of my biggest regrets growing up was never being able to see a Rocky movie with a real audience. Because oh, I yeah. love the movie going experience. It's what I live for. So, and after Rocky Five, listen, Rocky Five till Rocky Bowl was almost 16 years. Yeah. I never thought I would ever get to live that dream. Right. Unless right. it was like, I did get to go see the first Rocky in the theater. But it was just a bunch of, you know. It's everyone, not the same. It's not the same. Everyone there is just fans. They're there and to they watch know the again. movie. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I would ever be able to experience a new Rocky movie theater. So when Rocky Balboa was announced and the trailer came out, I mean, it <laughs> was just the greatest year of my life. Yeah. And I remember just dreaming about, like, going to see the movie. Was it? Because I was anticipating it so much. Was it uh, good dreams? Were you excited oh, in the dreams? Or did, were you, like, panic dreams of, like, a tall person sat in front of me and I'm fucked? No, they're fantastic. And, like, I was making up the movie in my head. Okay. So I was watching, like, my version of what Rocky Balboa would be. <laughs> it was just, it was fantastic. And I had to wake up and be like, oh. Oh man, that was good. I hope it's as good as that. Or the same thing happened when the first Rambo movie was about to come out, the newest one. Okay. I had dreams where I went and saw Rambo, <laughs> because I was so excited I was going to see a Rambo, Rambo Rocky. Those are the yeah. milestones of Stallone's career. The fact that I was actually able to see a new one in theaters, yeah. it was, it was a dream come true. Honestly. Awesome. Would you name a child after a character in Rocky? A, a pet? Yes. A pet. But not a kid. I don't want that's a, I don't want my kid to have to live up to that because he'll never surpass my <laughs> love for that character. <laughs> so you might as well just it's name un, him Disappointment. It's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna name my kid Rocky. I'm like, uh, you're not Rocky. You never will be. If you had a daughter, <laughs> would you name her Adrian? No, I just don't want to put those things together. Yeah, they just. I want Rocky. It's you know. It's yeah. your fantasy. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. And you want your child to be you know real? That'd be <clears> cool. Would you want the theme music of Rocky to be played at your funeral? Mm, that's a good one. Like as your casket's you getting say, lower. I thought you were going to say wedding. <laughs> that's probably better. <clears throat> uh, if I ever get married. Um, funeral. Um, I always said I wanted my funeral to be kind of like a joyous experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I would be okay with that. Cause I was always saying I wanted to be like, I want, a videotape of, I want to videotape me now, telling everybody to loosen up and have a good time. Okay. We played at my funeral, and then like I want like the most upbeat kind of music. I want to be more of a celebration. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, why not throw some Rocky in there? <laughs> just, no, I just played the music video from No Easy Way Out. Okay. You know, hopefully my life has followed that of Rocky Balboa <laughs> enough to where it'll match up. Nice. 
Would you <clears throat> confirm or reject a Supreme Court justice nominee based on their opinion of Rocky? Depends what their opinion was. If you if it was up to you and somebody's like, okay. I hate Rocky, would you be like, no, you can't be on the Supreme Court? Are they, is this for the Supreme Court of America? Yeah. Then, yeah, it would affect my <laughs> Rocky is as American as apple pie, baseball, and JFK. Now, do you say that from the... I say that as the underdog, as the working class man who has to work his way up and make something of himself and never give up. I think the American spirit is what Rocky kind of embodies. I feel like when if you come to this country, you have to fill out, you know, uh, you have to take a test. Yeah. You should probably have to watch Rocky also. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Would you break up with someone you were dating who mm. didn't like Rocky? No, but that's come up in the past. It has. I've dated girls where they're just like, I don't really have any interest in the Rocky movies. And then it's like, okay, that'll be my thing. Yeah. But when I do find a date a girl and they like the Rocky series, it's definitely a plus. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you tried showing them the first Rocky? I try to tell people that have been resistant is because of like I'm not in sports or boxing. Right. I'm like it's such boxing is such especially the first movie. Barely in the it's, movie. It's yeah. like it's a character study. If you just like a good movie with great characters, you'll like this movie. I was like, you don't think of it as just a boxing movie. Yeah, it becomes more of that later, but it comes full circle. The later movies it's more about the character. Boxing really is a small part of it in the beginning. So I try to sell it to them like that. Yeah. And if they watch it and they don't like it, then I'm just like <laughs> You just don't like character movies. You just don't like good movies. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I I don't know why someone who would like some movies and right. would not like the first Rocky film. Like, so, well, you have to give me some examples of why you wouldn't like it. And I, I I've never had anyone say I don't like it because acting's bad or story's horrible. That's just, that's not true. So have you had this fight with someone you're dating? <clears throat> no, I, I never. I never showed it to a girl and have her be like, "Oh, I don't like this movie." Okay. Because I think it's that good of a movie where you're gonna. Yeah, you might not love it, but you're gonna you're like, be like, oh, okay, it's, it's that's good. not what I thought it yeah. was. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever met someone that has flat out not liked the Rocky movie. If they did, I would question them. <laughs> Their sanity. Yeah. Cool. This is the last. How obsessed are you? Question: If you couldn't watch Rocky without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still watch Rocky? Wait, say that again. <laughs> someone, me or someone I love, has to be punched in the crotch in order for us to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Do I get to pick who gets punched? Sure. Every time? <laughs> Every time I watch Rocky, I get punched. Uh, let's say it's a monthly fee like Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it doesn't have to be me, I just put on my love, my family member or something. Well, I love what family them. member would get punched in the crotch? Oh, crap. Maybe I'd give it to one of my sisters because they don't have <laughs> genitals. As far as like, a, well, genitals. they do, but not like a man. I don't think it hurts as much. Right? Uh, I don't I know think that I, question. I think it is a different kind of hurt, it's but I think it still kind of hurts. Hurt. Yeah. Let me see. What's a good relative I give it to? Um, I give it to my cousin only because, uh, he, I think he's a tough guy and he can take it. Okay. So it's a compliment <laughs> it's to a your cousin. Co yeah. It's a compliment to my cousin. He's a tough guy. He can take it. So I like this. I like this conversation of like the Rocky yeah. means a lot to me. I got to watch it. Yeah. I'm, Somebody's got to be punching the crotch and I believe yeah. in you, man. You can do this. <clears throat> I mean, listen, I'm going to, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I'll, I'll always hand that off. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I've been asking people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Rocky? So it can't be like a word. It has to be a noise. A noise. Uh, try and make it not sound too orgasmic. Go for the orgasm, man. <laughs> I'm it's honest. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that Rocky getting ready for the fight? That's him doing like a pull-up. <laughs> Uh, because nice. <laughs> a lot of push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups in those movies. Yeah. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> that's the noise he makes when he does those 
Yeah, set up. it's the grunt of not giving up. Yeah, right? it's the grunt of not giving up, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've been rating people's obsessions. So okay. I give people a number out of seven. Okay. And then there's a, a thing. Seven, huh? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's say seven montages. So out of seven montages, I think you're six out of seven training montages obsessed okay. with Rocky. Okay. Because it is good. a part of your uh-huh. identity that you can't live without you're tied to it Mm -hmm. at this point it defines how you see your country Uh but you also can still like step back and say like yeah i I can be rational i'll fight with you if you don't like it but i'll i'll let it go eventually seven is for the irrational people who are just delusional (laughs) and won't hear anything wrong Kind yeah. of like you guys at Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'm a seven out of seven. I'm <laughs> yeah, obsessed with Star Wars. Exactly. I'm rational. Gotcha. But I just it means that much to me. Gotcha. Uh, so do you, is there anything you want to plug? You want to mention your Twitter feed again? Yeah, Twitter at SchmozJTE. Um, I also plug my YouTube channel where I review movies, I do trailer reactions, and I have shows called like What Happened, where <laughs> basically like we I bring somebody on, we talk about a movie that failed in the franchise. Okay. Like say Indian Jones Four. Right. What happened? Three great movies. What happened? Um, I did, I did one with Scott Mance called, um, what happened? It was Star Trek in the darkness. Yeah. Which to me, it was a fun popcorn movie, but Scott Mance hated it. Yeah. As, I don't like it. As a, a truck fan, he just hated what they tried to do. So I brought him on. We said like, so what happened? What went wrong for you? And this, which was a good franchise until this happened. Yeah. That's a great concept. Yeah. So, so that's on your YouTube that's channel. That's on my YouTube channel. Uh, the first one up was Scott Mance. Uh, I have guests almost every time. Cool. Uh, Batman v Superman review. I did with the superhero news.com. I did a video with Alicia Malone where we reviewed Green Room. Um, I did spoiler review with Andres from uh, Schmoes No. Nice. Yeah, all my friends. Ken's been on there. We did the Rogue One trailer oh, review. Awesome. So, yeah, it's just a fun channel to talk movie stuff. And I, I like think I have pretty good opinions when it comes to movies. So, yeah. if you want to hear it, JTE Movie Thinks YouTube channel. Awesome. Here are our final questions. They don't have anything to do with your obsession, but all they right. can if you want. This is great. I can't if, wait to hear these. If you could erase any movie from existence with the power of your mind, what movie would you just erase? So by doing that, you you, you take away the films that came after it? Sure, yeah. If it's part of a series, yeah. Why not? <sighs> this is tough. What's a movie I just absolutely hate that don't want to exist? Um, I will. Let's go Indiana Jones 4. Okay. Because I love those first three movies, and the fourth one is just a black stain on the like it, white shirt of greatness. <laughs> so, like, it hurts you when you go back and you watch the original movies I, and, and think, this is what's going to come. I have the box set, you know, and I hate that that fourth one comes with it. <laughs> if there was an option to buy just the first three yeah. box set without yeah. the fourth, I would buy that over the, you know, the fourth one. It's I I wouldn't even I don't want it. I'm picturing you at your home, like actually going in, cutting the box, making it smaller, I wish I just could. rejecting that fourth one entirely. I wish I could. Okay, and it's like I have the first three Die Hard movies. I uh, I don't I want to buy the box set because I don't want four or five. Yeah, but with Indiana Jones, like the box set is really nice and it comes with all these special features, <laughs> but it comes with that damn fifth disc. <laughs> cool. If you lost your hand and had to replace it with a common household object, what would you replace your hand with? Oh, it has to be, oh, a fork. Is that this is the common answer? This is the first time this is the first time I've asked that question. Oh. So you have the honor of being the first to go, fork, duh, you idiot. Yeah, fork. I mean, I eat every day. <laughs> and do you mostly use a fork? Most time. I mean, I feel like anything that you don't need a fork with, you use your hands. Like soup, yeah. Yeah. No, soup would be tough, huh? Maybe, <laughs> see, that's where it comes. All right, forget this fork. Forget the spoon. I want a spork. You spork. I that's want a spork. perfect. 
That's perfect. Go. Yeah, you can yeah. you can eat soup. You can uh, you know pick up little bits of things. burrito. Yeah, the you can poke I, people I need, in the eye. I need to be able to cut my steaks. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Fork. Fair enough. The last question for everyone on the podcast. I can't think of a better question, better answer. Spork is great. I know. I might have to retire the question. You now. might have to. <laughs> you, you nailed it with spork. Okay. Uh, final question for everyone on the podcast is: okay. What is happiness? What is happiness? Yeah. Oh, man. Ended this with a heavy question. Happiness is being... Um, happy? <laughs> yeah, happiness is being happy with what, you, with what you have, not what you don't have. And that so you cool. are happy with what you have. I'm happy with what I have. Which is many good Rocky movies. Yes. In a couple of only yeah. okay ones. I always find weird when people are upset because people don't, they don't have what other people have. Right. And I think if you're in that line of thinking, you're never going to be happy. Awesome. So if you're just happy with what you have, you'll be pretty happy. And then, you know, if you're not happy, think about people who have a lot less. Nice. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Yes. Dun, 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 dun.